Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, this week on Urban Spelunking, we're going back to West Bend to the Washington County Courthouse, which is in the city of West Bend. And this is really interesting. It was designed by the same architect that designed Milwaukee's City Hall, Henry Koch. And in some way, you could think of this as uh, one of the buildings that helped him to work his way up to designing a building (laughs) like City Hall. But this building is so gorgeous. It's really uh, one of the finest buildings, at least in your opinion, Bobby, in all of Washington County. I remember when I went to West Bend to see the opening of the Museum of Wisconsin Art. Yes. I remember being in there with the the director there and looking out the window and seeing the top of this tower peeking up over the trees. And I was just like, what is that? <laughs> and as and as soon as the um, as soon as that tour was done, I like got in the car and I drove over to find it and was just amazed that this thing was here a half an hour from Milwaukee and I'd never seen it before and it's so beautiful. And that's kind of cool about West Bend too where you've got like, you know, really prominent architects designing uh, at both ends, you know, Henry Koch with the courthouse and then uh the same architect that designed Discovery World this uh, yeah, also designed Jim the Shields. Museum of Wisconsin Art. Yeah, Jim Shields. So uh some really quality <laughs> amazing architecture in West Bend. You might not expect it to be there. The whole town really does have a lot of beautiful architecture. If you walk down Main Street, the theater that we talked about, really nice architect theater. Um, There's just great sort of vernacular uh, storefront architecture. And in the neighborhood right around the courthouse, there's all kinds of houses, like Cream City brick houses and stuff from the 1870s, 1880s, 1890s. It really is a, it's kind of a secret trove of really nice architecture in that town. So what makes the courthouse so special? Um, you know, you, you mentioned in the story that it sits on a hill. Um, it really is in a prominent location. And it's really unique in like the roof, uh, the color of it. So just talk about what makes this building so special. Yeah, so it's on this hill, which is uh, land that was given to Washington County um, by a bunch of folks who had owned it, some of them being prominent Milwaukee people. One was Byron Kilborn one of the founders of Milwaukee, uh, James Neeland, oh, wow, okay. who owned a lot of real estate in Milwaukee, uh, Erastus B. Wolcott, who was a doctor here, a uh, prominent citizen. He was prominent enough that there's a giant statue of him in Lake Park on a horse. Um, so there is that connection to Milwaukee too. But you get to this building and it almost looks like a fairy castle. You get up to it and then if you look at the picture that's in the story, the Cream City brick is so beautifully bright yellow and the, the roof lines are all uh, bright red and it's just got this soaring castle that's got a big sort of peak in the center and then some peaks around the corners it really just and it almost looks like it looks like a fairy tale it almost looks like a painting and you mentioned it also in the story that it's only a little bit shy of uh holy hill i mean it was really meant to be this grand courthouse and then on the inside um, when I was looking at the pictures, Bobby, it reminded me of what a like a movie set would look like of a classic courthouse, you know, with, down to the light fixtures and the big like curved, uh, curved back wooden chairs. Yeah, it's and it's got all these beautiful details that have not changed over the years, which is really nice. It was it stayed a courthouse until 1962, and then it had some other uses after that, and then for the last 30 years, it's been a like a local history museum, but. Nobody ever really felt the need or the desire to spend the money to 
change much of anything. So all of the office doors still have their original glass on which the the purpose of the room is painted on it. You know, so it'll say like tax assessor painted in this beautiful old lettering. There's just incredible tile in the in the lobby that was shipped over from France. Um, the transom windows are also there. I mean, it really feels like you're walking back in time because it has changed so little over the years that it just, it feels almost sort of magical. Well, coming up next on Urban Spelunking, we're going to go inside and talk uh, about the jail. We're going to go to jail next on Urban Spelunking. Plus, uh, we'll talk more about the current use of the building because as you mentioned, Bobby, it's not a courthouse any longer. Um, so we'll talk about how that's reopening and we'll we'll go we'll go to the jail All next right. on Urban Spelunking. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. And we're back on Urban Spelunking in West Bend at the Washington County Courthouse, the former Washington County Courthouse. No, no court happening there and no jail happening there, although there are jail cells still in place from back in the day. So let's let's go to jail here, Bobby. Tell me about what it was like walking in and seeing these jail cells. So the building next door, there's a smaller Cream City brick building next door that was designed by a Coke, but not Henry Coke, but by Edward V. Coke. Um, who is also a Milwaukee architect, unrelated. Mm. But he did some interesting buildings in Milwaukee, too. He did the Lion House that's on Highland Boulevard. Oh, really? Yeah, we've talked about that on Spelunking. So anyway, he designed that, and it was three years earlier. That was 1886. And it was built as a home for the sheriff and his family. The sheriff was an elected position, uh, like a two-year term. So there were sheriffs constantly moving in and out of this place, (laughs) apparently. Um, But... The front of it is a house, and then the back of it is the jail. So what's interesting is when you go up to the front door, you feel like you're going up to the front door of a just, you know, an 1880s house. And then you walk through the front door, and there's a staircase on the left-hand side going upstairs to the bedrooms and that sort of thing. Um, but alongside of it is the hallway toward the back of the house, and through a door that's open in the back, you can see the the grates of the jail cells. So it's really, you're immediately walking, and you realize it's not just, a normal house. Um, and it's interesting because in the same way that the jail and the house are kind of interconnected, it was interesting that the, the prisoners in the cells and the sheriff's family were also sort of similarly interconnected. Talk about like a, like a flashback in time to think about the jail being in the actual sheriff's residence, Bobby, how, how unique. But this was this was common at the time, though, right? I think it was common at the time, and and uh, the museum staff who were there to show me around pointed out that you know West Bend is a smallish town now, but it was a super small town then. So anybody who was likely in the jail knew the sheriff and his family, right? The the person in the <laughs> cell, their kids probably went to school with the sheriff's kids. You know, I mean, they were all in the same little town. You know, when the sheriff's wife would cook dinner, she you know she would bring the food she made for the family was the food she would bring to the prisoners, and the there were stories of like sheriff's kids uh, sitting there and playing card games and stuff with the with the inmates of these of these cells. You know, wow. um, well, it's interesting because it's just a it's also just a little 
small town jail. So people weren't there very long. You know, you were really right. just, you know, they said it tended to be like a drunken disorderly or something. So somebody maybe was just there overnight or people who were awaiting trial, that sort of thing. It wasn't like a long-term prison or anything, but um, it was definitely interesting to hear the way the prisoners interacted with the family. It reminded me a lot of, uh, of the Andy Griffith show, <laughs> you know, with Otis, the town drunk who would, uh, who would had his own key to let himself in and out of the jail cell. And <laughs> it sounded a lot like that. <laughs> so how is the building being used today and how is it adapting to the pandemic? Both of them are part of the same, uh, local history museum. And the jail building is basically sort of set up to be like it would have been back in the, in the day. So it's sort of a, recreating of the experience of what you would walk into had you walked in a hundred years ago. Uh, the cells are all there. They're set up. The sheriff's apartment is all recreated and that sort of thing. Um, and then the, the courthouse building, the giant courthouse on the second floor is used for special events and that sort of thing. It's a big, big open space. And the, all the old offices, um, and like judges chambers and those sorts of things are filled with exhibits about um, Washington County history. And um, one of the most intriguing things in there is the dollhouse that was built by, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. by the Zinn family, by the guy who was um, had the Zinn malting company that we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, in Walker's by the harbors di Harbor yes. district, they have that uh, malting silo that's going to be torn down. Uh, the guy that owned that, that started that company, uh, spent years of his life crafting this dollhouse for his daughter. And it's like insanely huge and intricate. And it blew my mind when the woman who is the curator there told me that she pointed into the dollhouse, said, you see that tiny little loom that's there, you know, like a, like a weaving loom. I said, yeah. yeah. She's like, she's like, that actually works. He, all of the fabrics that are in the dollhouse were woven by Zinn on that tiny little loom. <laughs> wow. I was like, so the guy not only built a super tiny little loom, he then proceeded to use it to weave the fabrics in this, like the curtains and things. Like it just blew my mind. I thought who, ha I mean, this guy was like a, a malting magnate. Where did he find the time to do this? <laughs> Just yeah, I just think about like if I, you know, like if I attempted to do something like that now, I can't even imagine. You know, the skill that that takes is no little thing, I'd imagine. So uh, it, made, it made me feel pretty bad about myself. I felt like what am, <laughs> I felt like what am I doing with my time, my free time? Should I mean why am I not building tiny looms and weaving stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can see that in person, right? That's still on display there. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still there, and it's and it's amazing. If you go there, you've got to see it. It's really amazing. Well, we've got pictures of that and much more from inside the Washington County Courthouse, the former courthouse in the city of West Bend, a really beautiful 18, uh, late 1800s building designed by the same architect that designed Milwaukee's own city hall. So really interesting Milwaukee connection there to West Bend as well. You can see pictures and read much more about the history as well at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast and every 88.9 podcast wherever you find podcasts or just by going to RadioMilwaukee.org 
slash podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzillo, thanks for this. Thank you, Nate.